Hi there, and welcome to Borborygmi, Noises from the Veterinary World, a new show that lets you overhear conversations between veterinary professionals about anything and everything that's topical in the industry. This season, we'll be bringing you a range of chats recorded at the London Vet Show, featuring a wide range of friends and colleagues discussing their thoughts on some of the triumphs and tribulations encountered by those in the veterinary industry. Borborygmi is a collaboration between the London Vet Show, Vet Times, Vets Stay Go Diversify and Smashing the Ceiling. Thank you to everyone so far for your help and support. It's been very much appreciated. This week on Ball Break Me, we drop in on a conversation between Aubrey Combe and Timmy Claire Cousy. Aubrey's a vet who got bitten by the tech bug while completing a master's in neuroscience. He spent the last three years developing an app called Guava Vet, which tackles a big issue facing our profession today, recruitment. Here he talks to Tim McClare, founder of VetFuturist.com, and one of a growing number of people helping vets make the most of tech by spreading the word about its benefits through online content. Here they talk about Guava Vet and how uptake in tech generally is changing the veterinary industry for the better. I think the easiest way to explain it is to say it's like Tinder. It is a matching app. So the practice owners will complete a registration process online. They'll register their own profile. Um, they will select what they need. And the job seeker will have the app and they will select what they have to offer. So there are nine uh, uh, sets of skills and they, they self-grade um, their, their, their skills level. And the matching is basically on where you want to work, in what type of practice you want to work and the skills you have to offer. It's immediate. Um, when the practice sends the job out into the cloud, um, the matching candidates receives a push notification immediately and they can then look at the job that's on offer. And if they decide that they're interested, they simply click the apply button and the information is exchanged and my job is done. So what I'm doing is I'm introducing people. And, you know, if you have a, a good fit from the outset, there's a lot, of, there's a lot less wasting of time and money. So it's, that's how it works. It's very simple. Where we are now took three years. It's very easy to think of the idea, but to make the idea happen, that's where the difficulty comes in. You're, in, you, you, you're helping veterinarians get in touch with the technology that's out there, but what's your feeling on getting from the idea to the execution side of things? So um, artificial intelligence, machine learning, they can be applied from consultation room to diagnostics, to uh, how to the to the patient and the owner experience and the way that we understand medicine the way that we understand veterinary medicine is going to change due to technology in general already a lot of projects and new solutions exist in medicine veterinary medicine is following passionately i think and there are already solutions that have been applied and we have a lot more to see in the years to come and how to what extent do you think that practices who are set in their ways are receptive to these big changes and shake-ups in technology and, and recruitment and it is sort of fair to say look we, we, we are really luddites when it comes to new technology that is true one of the phrases I, I i hate is that we've always done it that way we are slow to change but i i wonder if it has to do with we for a very long time, we used to follow. You know, we see, okay, what happens in, in medicine and do we take that and apply it in veterinary medicine? Um, but that's changing. Um, and we are, you know, especially at the universities and where we're veterinarians are creating technologies that are then adopted by our, our human medicine colleagues. So that, that is interesting. But yes, it is, they are slow to change. And they, they, I think there's, there could be quite a number of reasons for this. One of the things, being exposed to it, 
most recently now, um, there are these innovation summit, summits. Um, the Royal College of Veterinary Sur Surgeons and the um, Vivet Summit is interesting. In the US, you have the Veterinary Innovation Summit um, that's in partnership with the North American Veterinary Community. Most recently, there was an innovation summit in London that I attended. Um, we're having an innovation summit in South Africa in July. Uh, there are innovation summits uh, in, in Australia. There are innovation streams in the Congresses. I've not seen the innovation stream here yet. I've not seen the innovation stream at the um, BSAVA conference yet, but these things are coming, where we will then be introduced to new, different technologies. Yeah, I could agree to that. Um, I agree that things are changing slowly. It makes sense. It, there is a reason. Um, if we go back, for example, the stethoscope. Stethoscope is the symbol of medicine, but it took a lot of years for people to actually adopt it and use it in the clinical practice. So it makes sense that it will need some more time in order to use in a routine state new technologies. It will come. I'm pretty sure it will come. And I think we need to be careful as well. So we need regulations. We need um, we need uh, to make sure and uh, to research first the platforms, the, um, the tools that we will use and how they were produced and afterwards to integrate them in um, veterinary medicine. And I guess it's the nature of Luddites. If you want something to be adopted, it needs to be elegant and easy to use and seamless. And, you know, a lot of the vet technology historically has been quite clunky and there's been so many different systems and it seems like finding a through line to be consistent is quite difficult. Well, um, if we look at, in veterinary medicine, at all these uh, innovation summits, two things, that is, that's where the investment seems to be going and that is top of the hit parade. Telemedicine or remote consulting and wearables. So what we're seeing now is that the regulatory bodies seem to be slow to adopt with regards to telemedicine and the veterinarians, the dairy industry, I think, for example, they seem to be way ahead with regards to developing technology that makes life easier for the farmer and for the veterinarian. And that is what technology does. Technology is we use science and we make life easier. I would agree to that. But the, the same is with, with us in, in general practice, is the way we practice medicine and how we do it will change. But these, with artificial intelligence and the machines that we can use to do stuff, will do one thing that the machines can't do. It will give us time to spend more time with our clients for that human contact. Now, you can imagine in a 10, 15 minute consultation, how much, if we could reduce the time to get to the diagnosis and provide more time to talk, that's a game changer. I totally agree to that. Thanks for listening. I'm Sophie Walsh, part-time vet and full-time science documentary maker. You may hear a little bit of me in these podcasts or the lovely Naomi Mella, my co-host, also a vet and host of the brilliant podcast Smashing the Ceiling. We'd love you to rate and review this podcast or tell a friend if you enjoyed it. Thank you again for listening.